Yeah. Uh, sitting here with my man Alex out here in LA, man, overlooking this beautiful view from the 36th floor, the beautiful view of uh, all of LA County. Gotta be. We see it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. In every direction. Yeah, from mountain to mountain, it's crazy. Um, so we were talking about um, basically education and the, um, the condition of education in this country. Um, Alex, where are you from, Alex? Originally born and raised in Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. And um, Alex is Caucasian or Greek by um, uh, uh, history, ethnicity, right? Ethnicity, yeah. Ethnicity, right? Um, and um, you're not a, um, you know, it's not like a middle American kind of upbringing kind of thing. Um, your grandfather was a gangster. Um, and, you know, you had your own unconventional, you know, ways of going about, you know, gaining what it is you needed. Right? So you, you, you never had, like myself, you've never had a job. Um, so you're from the Midwest. Um, I am from, you know, um, the South, uh, Northeast. And um, you're uh, quote unquote white. I am quote unquote black. Um, uh, you're uh, almost, almost 20 years younger than me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of differences in our in our developmental experiences. Right. But even with those differences, it, it, it's we still find ourselves in in an ale like state. Right. So this is our first time meeting in person. Sure. And uh, we only last night had a, a, a really good conversation that, that I'm sure we learned a lot about one another from. Absolutely. And um, so now we're having this conversation about education and how both of us went the unconventional route. You know, I dropped out of school in the 10th grade. Um, how far did you go in school? I, I graduated high school, but I was so kind of burnt out of the system academically. Uh, I just, you know, after that, I, I had a, a strong desire to seek knowledge that related to things and in, in fields and industries that I would utilize. And I just wanted to shift gears. And, you know, I guess nowadays it's more, you know, would be considered self-taught, but, you know, just seeking information. And that's why, you know, when, when we first connected, um, I was very interested in what you have to say because of, of your background and, um, you know, what you have to offer. Appreciate that. The, um, the thing that we were, a couple of the points that we addressed in the conversation prior to, the, you know, going on the platform, um, one was the fact that they do not teach you the things that you're expected to have an understanding of in order to be able to function in society as a, you know, a citizen, like, uh, you know, dealing with taxes and paying taxes and, um, you know, having a basic understanding of the monetary system and, you know, stuff like that. And we were talking about the 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 obvious conscious deliberateness of ill-preparing people under the auspices of educating them um, and then pushing them out into life, you know, and then anticipating what the obvious and not so obvious adverse effects of doing something like that will be and then creating contingencies that are supposed to be uh, battling those conditions and really just profit off of people's conditions. Yeah, no, and I, I think that's, you know, kind of looking at the landscape of what you see on uh, social media and, you know, sales in, in ter- terms of educational tools these days, if you look a lot of the, you know, educational tools re- relate to health and wellness, which you're not 
taught at all in school, entrepreneurship, which are not taught about uh, at all in school, and social dynamics of interacting with people. And to me, those three components trump all the things that I uh, learned in, in, in high school and, and growing up, uh, you know, and, and fortunately, you know, I, I had a lot of uh, lessons learned through uh, family and close friends, but a lot of people don't. And, you know, I, I, I sure wish that kids growing up these days and, you know, it was just easier to access uh, that information. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that alternative education is definitely a necessity and an inevitability uh, in terms of becoming more prominent, especially under the circumstances where people it's, it's unconventional right now. People aren't going into institutions. They aren't going into buildings to be uh, quote unquote educated. So now there's a lot more leeway. You know, they can only give people you know so much. Um, uh, you have to have this by this, and you have to have this by then, and you know, and outside of that, there's really no way to direct them and uh, envelop them in you know, the, the indoctrination that goes along with the information. So here's the information and here's how you should think about it. The opportunity to do that under these circumstances with, with quarantines and, you know, buildings and stuff not being populated with large numbers of people, people are in a position now to begin to explore outside of those very strict parameters and, you know, under the auspices of education. Um, and now uh, people have, uh, you know, the chance, the opportunity um, to beyond being penalized and beyond being observed all the time, you know, because I mean, you, you know, I spend 12 hours a day in prisons, you know, maximum security prisons there in the South, the state of South Carolina with my program, you know, with the Mind Plug Academy program. And um, I get to watch how there is such a correlation between these guys in prison and these schools. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of the same infrastructure. A lot of the same movement, a lot of the same guidelines in terms of, you know, um, behavior and expectations and so forth. I mean, basic stuff, you know, don't, don't do things to people and this is not the place to handle your conflicts and so forth, whatever. Not, not unless there could be a, a nonviolent resolution in which, you know, you have to incorporate the, um, some sort of uh, someone who is in a position of responsibility around here, you know, stuff like that. But um, there is uh, a lot of the the control, you know, a lot of the monitoring and telling you what to do and when to do it and telling you, you know, how long and oh, yeah. all that kind of stuff going on. Very rigid. Just like, just like, you know, just like in the jails, the same Bells thing. Bells are ringing. Bells are ringing. It's time to move. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's really all just conditioning. It's, mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not education. You're not teaching people how to be the most effective. And this goes to another point that we were talking about in terms of getting the type of education um, that speaks specifically to the, your strong suits, the, the strong suits of the individual and helping that person to become more uh, uh, effective with what is, whatever it is that comes natural to them, you know, whatever interests or abilities that may come natural to them to identify those things and then to help them to develop those things in such ways to help them be successful and productive, right? Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean, as I mentioned in the conversation, that they would have to adjust the entire educational system. They just, if the uh, instructors, the teachers, the professors were e efficient, more efficient in their 
in the dissemination of the information that they're they're sharing, um, that they're responsible for getting out there, then uh, they should also have the training to be able to make an assessment about uh, an individual's, you know, um, use um, or applicability for the curriculum as it's set up and make, uh, allow some adjustments and allow, you know, um, some leeway so that that individual uh, won't be penalized for not being as assemblable as, as their peers, you know, and that would produce more, in my mind, um, more productive citizens than this rigid system that says either do it this way or, you know, die, you know, like I, the example that I gave you of my uh, former lieutenant, TC, where they would uh, get on him because he'd solve, accurately solve in a math equation, but not have to do it on paper, be able to do it in his head, you know, or in doing it, his, if he did it on paper, then he didn't do it the way that they wanted him to do. Um, He did it his own way. And in showing them the process, they tell him, no, your process is wrong. He said, well, is the answer correct? But the answer is correct. If the answer is correct, how can the process be wrong? Yeah, if it can be duplicated. Right. Yeah. Right. So, that that's not about education that's about subjugation and for him not to assimilate with that meant he had to be punished so that's not that's engineering that's trying to engineer society and not in a way where it can ultimately be functional sure it's got a bunch of people who are in conflict all the time because they're not doing what comes natural to them and they they know they can be more effective doing it the way that they're inclined to do it and produce the same if not even greater results but that that's what they've been taught is I'll be punished for that. Right. A bunch of unfulfilled, unhappy people not contribute as much as they could. Yeah, you'd wish that on some level there would be some type of uh, system to filter, whether it's a guidance counselor or something to uh, help direct, like you said, toward something that suits their personality and their hope for what they, they, they want out of life and their outcome. I mean, you know, just structuring things to where you have the average curriculum to develop this average individual. What what are you? What is your best case scenario? What are you hoping for? Right, Just another drone like an, yes, yes, somebody, somebody that, whom you can predict, perhaps. Right, somebody that conforms. Right. That's no different. Right. That's right. That doesn't have any. That's strong a safer feet. society than somebody who might be inclined to have their own ideas that would be deemed radical in, in, in contrast to what is the, you know, the dominant ideology of whatever circumstance, time, place it might be talking about. And they don't want to do that, you know, and so they, they create these funnels and push everybody through these funnels. Well, there's, there's that great story that, you know, I, I can never get out of my head about uh, when, you know, medical advancements were taking place and, there was a doctor that uh, you know was in childbirth, and he, you know, kind of correlated that a lot of the mothers or children—I forget what it was—but would, toward the end of the day, would would um, the mortality rate was was much worse. So between childbirth, he said, "Okay, well, let me test this out. Between each uh, birth, I'm going to go, you know, wash my hands, sanitize things, and." Suddenly, people started, you know, living and, 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 you know, they didn't have nearly the death rate. And, you know, at first, a lot of the, 
people were receptive to hearing about that and they implemented these type things. But when the establishment heard, he was shamed. Uh, he was uh, called crazy, a lunatic, because he, you know, his, uh, you know, theory ran counter to what their beliefs were. And he, he died, you know, broke in a mental institution. And then, you know, obviously years later, no one in their right mind would, you know, go from one uh, child being born to the next with the same blood on their hands and unsanitary conditions like that. So it just goes to show that, you know, when you think outside the box, you know, sometimes people aren't ready for it. That's right. That's exactly right. Uh, I appreciate you giving me these few minutes, man, to share your thoughts on these different subjects, uh, and uh, appreciate the the um, the insight. You know, the thoughtful insight. A lot of people don't, cannot be bothered, will not be bothered with actually thinking through their processes. They adapt whatever beliefs they adapt, and they say, you know, uh, I'm a better person for believing this, and that's why I believe it. Not because I understand it or that I really agree with the premises behind it. You know, so basically, it's just a pleasure to speak to somebody with character and integrity, you know, on top of a, you know, a critical process and so forth. And, you know, it's, it's not a common thing, brother. At the point in which one becomes aware of those things and begins to value those things, you start to see how rare those things actually are. So yeah, thank you very much for your uh, participation. I definitely appreciate you and, and your movement, especially with what you do in the, the prisons. And uh, I definitely have, have come to realize how, how powerful uh, the mind and, and just basic uh, thoughts are. What, what I, that great conversation we had last, last night about how sometimes, you know, you can scoff at things as being uh, cliche, but, you know, if you reframe it as an adage, and appreciate that that wisdom that's come before us. Uh, you know, the the simplest things and applying those principles to your life are, are very powerful. And uh, I commend you for being an educator and, and taking that to people. Thank you. Tune in next time to the Mind Plug Academy uh, here on Anchor. Peace. Think critically. Live wonderfully. Mind plug out. <laughs>